Welcome to Discovering You with your hosts, Harmony Patton and Sherry Matthews. Harmony is a professional dancer, an online fitness and health coach, the founder of The Paleo Ballerina, and the creator of the Eat for Acne Meal Plan and Detox Protocol. Sherry is an online fitness and health coach, a yoga and meditation teacher, and spiritual rock star. She's the founder of Live Free with Sherry, the creator of Discover Your Zen, and the Miracle Mindset Kickstart. Together, Harmony and Sherry will answer your questions and discuss a wide range of topics from wellness to nutrition, spirituality, mindfulness, self-love, and so much more. Welcome to Discovering You Podcast, Episode 10. Today we're going to be talking all about perception. It's a good topic. I'm excited. Um, this is the first like full-blown episode we've done in a while. So, I'm, I don't know, I'm pretty excited to get back on track with doing these longer ones. I hope that you guys have been enjoying our 10 and 10 series, because we definitely have been enjoying coming up with those for you as well. Um, and yeah, I think it's just like a great way for you to get a lot of good info in a short period of time with just simple, actionable steps. So, hopefully mm-hmm. you feel the same <laughs> and have been enjoying those. Um, so, it's been a minute. Let's do some updates. Sherry, what's been going on? Uh, let's see. Well, I actually have to just piggyback on what Harmony said. Thank you for all the suggestions, too, that came through for the 10 and 10. And and please keep those coming because we know that everybody's time is valuable. And even when we do these longer podcasts, we try to go as quickly as possible without <laughs> stumbling through our words. But we try. it's just, you know, when you do these uh, certain topics, it does take a little bit longer. So we appreciate you listening to those as well. But then 10 and 10 was something that we were really excited to create. So we can still share our podcast with everybody and allow it to fit into your schedule. All right. So I have been, um, well, I was, I'm excited about spring, but I'm really in the mindset. I don't like to rush things. I'm not like wear summer, wear summer, wear summer, but I'm really just super motivated for summer to come. And I've just, uh, I get excited because this time of year, the produce starts to look prettier. The mm, farmer's yes. market's going to open up uh, over here where I live at the end of May, which is always super exciting. So that's one of my favorite things to do on the weekend. And I don't know, just when colors start to change just outside and all the flowers are in bloom, like the azalea bushes and my crate and myrtle's getting ready to bloom. And you go into the grocery stores and everything, all the fruit's out and I think that's like the most exciting thing for me right now is just the colors start to shift and everything just seems fresh and I don't know it just it makes you for me I'm sure I've probably talked about it before I'm a diehard foodie and I just love everything food so whether it's creamy cheesy greasy doughy you name it (laughs) if it's beef whatever it is I love all types of food and food gets me so super excited but I also have to be aware sometimes that I can't always Um, indulge the way that I like to. So with that being said, I learned to take a little bit of a chill pill in the spring and summer. I'm not always as hungry. I'm a little bit more mindful and (laughs) but I still like to have fun with food. I have to actually say uh, like spring and summer, this is when I really get creative in the kitchen and I just take time to look for fun recipes, make super cool salads, and I don't know, that's how I like to spend my time. Just, um, I'm, I'm a big believer that whenever you physically like get into touching your food and you play with your food and you pick out that like most beautiful, you know, tomato or whatever it might be, that's the corny stuff that gets me super duper excited. And um, 
there was this funny video that I saw yesterday on my friend's page and it was um oh my gosh it was the guy was hilarious it's he was so excited to make his guacamole and um, as he's like gets his bowl out and he's sniffing his avocados because they look so perfect on the outside oh and then when he cut into them we all know when you get that avocado and you're like son of a so true <laughs> and the guy's face he was like <laughs> it's such a cute like two minute video and at the end it has him on the floor and he's like crying so so sad <laughs> But we've all been there and done that, so. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, avocados. you get so excited about something, but avocados are like, they're just, that's like, they're you kind know. kind of a bitch. Like, <laughs> I love them, but like, come on, guys. Like, work with us a little bit. Totally. That's when you know you don't want to piss anybody off because your avocado is going to be like, <laughs> right? give you the big F you, right? <laughs> it seems perfect, and then you cut into it and it's all brown and gray, and you're like, are you joking? Are you joking? It's perfection on the outside. So mistaken. I'm sure I have some other things going on. I will pass it over to Miss Harmony. Um, but as of now, that's what's exciting me. Colors Ooh. and <laughs> colors and food. And, and food. <laughs> I mean, we just ate some delightful food. So. <laughs> every time, so we record these podcasts at Sherry's house. Um, every time I come over here, she always, like, pampers me and <laughs> makes all this food. And, like, I can eat so much food. And I'm like, Sherry, I'm going to eat all of your food. Like, you need to stop saying it's okay and offer me it all because I can eat it all. Like, I won't, but I can. It's just delicious. Anyways. Have you been? Yeah. So, for me, wow. I feel like a lot has happened. Like, it's just it's just been a lot of stuff in a good way. Like, not bad things. Um, my season with the ballet company ended. Um, it ended kind of on a weird note. We had our last performance, which was Giselle. Uh, the performance went fine. It was good. Uh, definitely, like, some awkwardness with the directors and stuff, just with all of us company members. And, um, we don't have any more performances for the season, which is why we don't have any more classes. But we weren't sure if we would still have class or, you know, if there'd be any other little last-minute things added on, but they weren't, so, uh, yeah, so that's that, um, and we're just like, okay, I, I guess the season's done, even though our contracts go until later, but, um, anyway, regardless, doesn't matter, um, so that ended kind of on a strange note, I did decide that I'm not renewing with that company, uh, so ballet-wise, I, things are a little bit up in the air, I'm not sure 100% what I'm going to be doing this next season, but I have a bunch of options and people that I'm in contact with and honestly I'm not even worried about it I you know I love ballet like I have a passion for it but I do also have so many other things in my life that I'm super duper concentrated on and invested in like this podcast and you know just really my coaching business is really really something that I'm pouring all of myself into right now yeah. so um you know I'm always good with me but there's definitely yeah just a lot going on in general um transitioning from going to ballet every day with rehearsals and just this crazy <laughs> schedule to like, okay, I'm teaching a couple of days a week and being able to spend so much time on my coaching business has been awesome. Um, last month, I mean, I had six new coaches join my team, which is just so much fun. I seriously love onboarding new coaches and um, introducing them to the whole coaching experience of what we do as Beachbody coaches and just showing them, you know, that there's like, 
options available to them to live their life differently than how they have been with whatever it is that they've been struggling with. And it's really kind of a beautiful process. And I know like a lot of coaches at first get kind of overwhelmed. There's a lot of new information. Just like whenever you start anything new, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of new information. And I got very overwhelmed when I first joined too. So like I get it. But it's really, it's a it's a fun time because they have such a fresh perspective on everything. Right. Um, whereas, you know, we've been in it for a little while now, so we don't necessarily have a fresh perspective anymore. <laughs> More of a seasoned one. We have one. to keep it fresh, though. Right. <laughs> um, fresh to death. Um, but, yeah, so there's been that, and then we're renovating our basement right now. Um, and this isn't, like, a fun cosmetic renovation. It's, we're renovating it to turn it into a fully functional basement apartment in order to rent it out. So this is a project we actually started last July. Oh, wow. Yeah, that got put on hold because, um, I mean, our contractor did a bunch of work, and then around November, like Thanksgiving-ish time, we were supposed to place an order for cabinets, but everything was back-ordered, so we ended up putting it off, and then we just literally put it off until however many weeks ago, but since we've picked back up on it, things have been moving forward really fast, and it's just been a lot, like, okay, cabinets are coming today, okay, the contractor's coming to do this, and that, and that, and that, and like, just yesterday, the granite got put in, got installed in the sink, and, cool. um, like, there was, I mean, there was so much work to be done down there, so much work, um, it, it was insane, oh, I mean, uh, anyway, I have pictures that I'm gonna post once the whole thing is done, like, I want to do a before and after, But that basement was a mess. Like, there were giant holes in the wall from when we had, like, electrical construction done years ago. And anyway, yeah. So, that's been really, really exciting. Like, I'm super excited to see it all done and finished. And I'm really excited for that. But at the same time, it's been a lot. You know, just a lot of coordinating and, like, talking to people and doing this and doing that. And just adulting really hard in general. Um... (laughs) You know, so there's been a lot of adulting for me over the past couple weeks. Um, but it, it's been good. Yeah, I mean, I definitely can't complain. Life has been wonderful. Today's my husband's birthday. Yay! And, um... <laughs> Happy birthday, Ernest! Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, so, I always enjoy his birthday. It's on Cinco de Mayo, so, I mean... Uh, yeah, how can you not? It's pretty much always a good time. The question tonight is, will I make margaritas or not? <laughs> it's always a debate, because I'm like, well... Not everyone wants to have a margarita on their birthday every single year. Like, I'm sorry, your birthday's on Cinco de Mayo. So, I try to mix it up and do non-Cinco de Mayo-themed things. But I always make a healthy paleo version of the margarita also. I don't use the mix. No, no. Anyway, so that's pretty much my update. Um, Nice. I am back to doing hammer and chisel again. Also, I had finished it, and then... Um, I was working just a lot on my Pio live rounds and teaching Pio and stuff, which is just, God, I love it. I love, love, love my Pio live rounds that I teach. Um, but I'm back to hammer and chisel as of a couple days ago. So I'm starting the whole thing over again with my challengers who are starting, who are doing it for the first time as well. Um, so I've got another 60 days of that and then... I have, and it's a bit a bit of a hybrid that I created along with Brazilian butt lift, because if you recall, I have that bikini competition coming up in July. Yeah. So, you know, I have my whole game plan for that, um, and this is a part of it. So, <laughs> 60 days of this hammer and chisel with my Brazilian butt lift hybrid, and then I'm moving on to 21 Day Fix Extreme, and um, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for it all, and the whole bikini competition thing still freaks me out, like, entirely. <laughs> 
Um, so I kind of try not to think about that whole side of it. But at the same time, I have to because I need to prepare myself. Um, but it has been interesting, like, and this kind of delves into our topic a little bit. Um, it's been interesting when I first signed up for the competition, automatically how my mindset kind of changed. And I was like, okay, now I need to like really, really lean out and I need to like make these muscles and like I actually really need all of my muscles to pop and I need to look a certain way and I need to do this and I need to do that. And like I noticed myself kind of going back into an old, mm, yeah, an old mindset that I didn't want to go back into. And it's funny because when I signed up, uh, my friend, and she's also a fellow coach, uh, Lori, she and I signed up together, and we both have a past of, like, eating disorders and just disordered thinking, really, and body image issues and all of that. Um, so we signed up together to specifically hold each other accountable to not do that, but I noticed in myself really, really quickly that that happened. And it wasn't like I was like, okay, I'm going to start starving myself, now I'm going to be unhealthy. It wasn't that. You know, like, I still fully intended to be healthy, but it was just a little bit too much concentrated on, like, needing mm. to be skinny. Yeah. Which is, like, a real, real slippery slope for me, and it's something that I need to not concentrate on, because also, the second I start to concentrate on it, I somehow start to gain weight. Like, it just happens. <laughs> you know? And it's, like, it's just a, it's a mind, it's such a, ugh, it's, it, yeah. Anyway. Sorry, I'm just rambling. But so that really goes hand in hand with this perception thing because the reason that I automatically got into that mindset is because I'm looking like, okay, bikini competition. As soon as I start to research what I need to do for a bikini competition, I see people with six packs. I see people that are super lean. I can see all of their ribs. Their ginormous boobs are popping out. Their butts look perfect. <laughs> They're wearing their sparkly little million-dollar bikinis. And their clear little heels and everything. And I'm like, okay, well, they look perfect. I am screwed. Um, <laughs> you know? So it's like automatic. Boom. Right there. Right off the bat. That's what I see when I start doing my research. And then I'm like, oh, my God. I need to look like that. And it just happens right away. And it's funny because in the past, I've done so much research. And I've read so many blogs and just all of these people that talk about, you know, this, like, underbelly of the bikini competition world where it's like yeah so many women have these crazy ripped six packs but they have no periods and it's like mm -hmm. their acne is super bad because their hormones are all out of whack their testosterone is too high because they don't have enough fat on their bodies and they have too much muscle versus fat and it's like everyone's body composition is different but for the most part like as women there's only a shredded that we're naturally supposed to be. And yes, some women, like, their body composition works being crazy shredded and having no body fat. But I cannot even tell you the amount of people that I work with to help them get their period back. Because they are, like, too fit. You know, they're too thin. And their muscles, I mean, they look great. But... They're, like, struggling to get their period back because they have this past with disordered eating and just trying to be lean and thin and, like, super muscular. Um, so it's interesting because we look at those people and I'm like, okay, you know, like, I want to look like that. 
and oh, like her boobs look really big and nice in that bikini, and I'm like, I have no boobs when I go, <laughs> and that's still something I'm thinking about. I'm like, damn it, how am I gonna make my boobs look nice? They're so little. It'll be okay. I'll survive. But <laughs> you know, but it's things like that. So it's like automatically we look at them and we're like, they have everything. They have it all together. How did they get that perfect body? How did they get those perfect big perky boobs? How did they get that perfect perky butt? And it's like, yes, it is great to have goals and work towards those goals as far as achieving things with your body. But like playing this comparison game with other people and thinking that they somehow have it all just because they have a rockin' six-pack is so convoluted and so it's really just inaccurate, you know? And it's like we just we look at them and we're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's perfect. That's what I need to look like. You have no idea what that person is going through, though. They might be starving. They right. might have fake boobs. <laughs> Back to the boob thing again. <laughs> you know, and I mean, there's just, there's a whole... So and much it could that be that that's that. like maybe working out to the extreme or whatever it might be. Yeah, could be their release because they do have everything else going on that's chaotic or stressful yep. or, yeah, um, you know, that's so true. A lot of people use it as like a control thing. Definitely. Like, oh, everything in my life feels out of control. I can control what I eat. I can control how much I work out. Let me eat like a piece of fish and a stock of broccoli and work out for four hours. Exactly. It's not healthy, but people do it. They do the extreme for control, comfort, all sorts of different reasons. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if there's anything that's else that you wanted to add on to that, Sherry, but if not, I mean, we can move on to some questions if you want to do that. This actually, this is a, this is a great well, this question actually did come in for you, and I think it falls right in line with what we were just talking about. So the question is, is the girl, the, this girl says that she is also a dancer and a ballerina, and she struggles with comparison amongst the other girls in her class, mm -hmm. and she wants to know how do you overcome the comparison game in an industry like that? And even when I read that and just knowing you and, and just like asking you questions and hearing stories, I can only imagine just how competitive that is. Not only just to be a good dancer, but to be lean, to have the perfect body, to be the number one in class. I mean, I, I can just, uh, what, what's yeah. the movie with the, the, what, the black one? swan? Oh, I watched God. the movie. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm so, it's so I funny. hate that movie. <laughs> I know it's so different, <laughs> but I, I, I think this is a great question because I, I mean, there's so many industries out there in general that are competitive, but I can only imagine ballet is probably like, wow, over the top. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure, I know at least to an extent that's even true in the yoga community, you know, with like these people that can do crazy yogi tricks. Yeah. yeah. Or gymnasts, I mean, all yeah. of that. Yeah, I mean, okay, but I mean, as far as ballet, for this, for this uh, listener... Oh man, it's it's tough and it's exactly like what you just said. It's not just about how lean you are, it's about how pretty you are. It's about how tall you are, how short you are, how perfectly you can put up your hair. It's about the even just the price and quality of your leotards. Like are you wearing crappy quality leotards? Are you like there wow. it's everything everything is judged in a ballet studio and you know you're just 
you have no armor and no barrier there because you're wearing like a little leotard and tights. And <laughs> I was talking to my husband because I bought this, he got me this leotard for um, Valentine's Day and he was like, he's like, oh, it's really pretty. And then he was like, wait, so like that's, that's all that you wear? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, so you don't wear anything under there? I'm like, no. He's like, so, so you're practically naked. I'm like, yeah, why is this? coming as a surprise to you right now. <laughs> he's like, wow. And I'm like, he's like, he didn't understand why you needed to be practically naked, you know, wearing pink tights. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a professional dancer. I don't wear pink tights unless I'm performing. I wear black tights or like pants <laughs> or yoga pants. Like, don't get me wrong. But as a student, at least, which I'm assuming this person is a student, but not necessarily. Um, you know, you're wearing pink tights, which make you look fatter. You're wearing any, depending on where they're studying, a leotard that's, like, super tight. There's just, there's no forgiveness in, like, there's nowhere that you can wear something baggy or cover this or cover that or, like, you know, try to hide a trouble spot or something that you're insecure about. And then on top of that, you have a teacher that's screaming at you and telling you everything that you're doing wrong. Literally, oh. constantly. So it's like, there's no winning. There is no, like gratification in there there I mean unless you're really good and or you have a nice teacher that compliments you which does happen but I mean <laughs> let's be real to become a good ballet dancer you do need the criticism you need the corrections you need to make what you're doing be better because otherwise you'll just suck forever <laughs> like ballet is so not easy and it's not natural and it's not like what you would naturally think to move your body in a way to do something. It's like, oh, no, 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 the placement needs to be here, 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 and here. And that's why you have to wear a leotard and tights so that the instructors, and I mean, I'm a teacher. I don't let my students wear any clothing over their leotards and tights either because I need to see what their bodies are doing. I need to help them get the right placement. Oh. So it's like you're, everything needs to be placed correctly. And, you know, it's like building blocks. So, now that I've given you a ginormous, like, tutorial on ballet, back to this, this perception thing. So, one big thing to remember when it comes to the ballet studio is that everywhere you go is different. Everyone is looking for something different. So, say whatever studio you're dancing with or company or wherever you are, maybe the director there treats you like crap. Maybe... You know, they act like you suck and they just yell at you all the time and you never get any positive feedback and um, you feel like you're the fattest person there and you just, and it's, that's, it's really, really depressing. It's really tough. It's really tough. I'm not even going to sit here and pretend like that's not something that I still don't struggle with as an adult. The comparison game is real in there, like big time, um, but it's so important to remember, first of all, there is so much to life outside of the ballet studio. There is so, so, so much to life outside of the ballet studio. How big you are does not define you. How many turns you're able to do does not define you. How high you're able to lift your leg does not define you as a person. There is just so much more to life. On top of that, everywhere you go is looking for some something different, you know, just because your director somewhere doesn't like you doesn't mean you might not go somewhere else 
and have a director that loves everything that you do. Maybe they're complimenting you on all the things that your other director was screaming at you about. So different directors, different people, they're all looking for different things, right? And it's really just learning to come to terms with who you are and accepting who you are as a person, but also as a dancer, you know, because we all have our own styles. We all bring our own unique quality and artistry to the table. We all have something unique to offer. And, you know, yes, we dance the same roles over and over again, but no one wants to go and see the exact same thing over and over and over again. You want to see different dancers for different reasons. Yeah, maybe some people it's their crazy extensions. Maybe some people it's the amount of times they can turn or how pretty their feet are. You know, maybe, but maybe you, you're going to see a specific dancer because you love their artistry. Maybe you just love how they move or you love how they use their arms. So even if where you are, you don't, you feel like you're the worst, there are other places, there are other circumstances, other things outside of the studio. So, you know, try to do other exercise and other movement that makes you feel good in your body. It's going to help you feel more confident. If you're doing a workout that makes you feel good and you're not in a setting during that workout where you're comparing yourself to other people, you're going to feel better in the studio. The more confident you feel on the inside, the better a dancer you are and the more you can progress because it's when you get into that mindset of being so mean to yourself that there's just no room for growth whatsoever. And, you know, it's a catch-22 because, like, you need this criticism to get better and to fix things that you're doing wrong. But at the same time, like, it can just make you feel awful about yourself. And then you can't really get any better because you just feel down on yourself all the time. Right. So, you know, try to find things that do make you feel confident, do make you feel good about yourself. Bring that into the studio. Just try to keep the perspective. The world is large. You know, I realize the ballet world can seem very small, but it's a big old world we live in. There are so many people that are looking for so many different things. And, um, you know, there's room and space for all of us. Not everyone can be a prima ballerina. I couldn't be a prima ballerina, you know, but I've had to learn really, really the hard way to accept how I am as a ballet dancer, but at the same time, you know, I still work hard. I still work to be the best that I can be and progress, but it's to an extent, you know. I I did have to just kind of accept myself where I am and with what I'm working with because just trying to change yourself all the time isn't going to make anyone happy. Right. So, That's a great you know, um, <laughs> I know that was a lot. That that was a long answer. But the ballet world is just a whole... It's a, it's a beast. Um, and perception is a lot of... I really think... Uh, you know, we all struggle with self-esteem or have struggled with self-esteem sometime in our life. Whether it's going into a new relationship, it's starting college, graduating college, trying to find a career that you like. There's so many things that we can be confident in and many aspects and areas of our life and then we're all human we're going to have those other areas where we don't necessarily have the self-esteem and we're going to look at everybody and the outside world that is doing what we want to do and we will compare ourselves and one of my favorite things to do is 
you know, and I've, I've done this over the years that when I feel hung up on something, if I'm going to make a change in life or whatever it is that I'm doing, I write out a list. It's maybe the, the do's and don'ts, the pros and cons, the things I love about myself, the things where I feel like I'm struggling. And, you know, when you have that list of the things that you feel like you're struggling with, you know, then those are the areas that you need to focus on. But, you know, confidence is a tricky thing. And just like Harmony said earlier, I mean, actually to me it's um i mean it kind of goes back to progress not perfection and then mm -hmm. perception is just to get caught up in um it's really you get caught up in a bunch of bs you know oh, yeah and you, you know they always what's that one say like you never know what someone else is you know be kind always to people because you never know what they're dealing with so that person that you might compare yourself to or you think that they have everything going on that you want you, you know, sometimes that is part of building the confidence, you know, sometimes that, you know, you, you can learn to put that front up, you know, and a lot of times it's just believing that you already have what it is that you're truly working for, that you see someone else have, continue to work hard, you know, be dedicated, stay motivated, don't rely on other people to inspire you, learn to inspire yourself, because we can never, no one else is going to help us create change, no one else is going to help us grow, you know, we are that we have to do that on our own. And unfortunately, you know, it's we all have that little thing called the ego. And no matter what you're trying to do in life, whether you're scared or something's causing you fear or it just feels uncomfortable or it's new to you, you always have to remember that ego is always going to be there. It's that little voice in the back of your head that's always going to tell you that you can't do something or who do you think you are to do that and you're not that good or you're not the best dancer or you're not skinny enough to go into a bikini contest or you're never going to be able to run that marathon or you'll never do that headstand or handstand but that's just us doubting ourselves and so when we really learn to just take some deep breaths and really it's a little quick shift of, of, of our mindset <laughs> like here's a funnier example you're driving in your car and someone is talking on the phone and swerving and our perception is is that they're a big a-hole. Yep. Now, a lot of times maybe they are. <laughs> yep, maybe. But they we are. never know. Maybe they're rushing somewhere to like get somewhere that's like super important they have to get there. So, little things like that and then it's just like shifting that mindset and being like who really cares what that person is doing because it doesn't control or affect anything in my life right now. So, there's so many things that um, you know, there's just so many things that we perceive to be true that are just so completely false. Um, and unfortunately, well, unfortunately, it really is a, um, it sucks the joy out of us, honestly. Yeah. And so when we really learn to do things that make us feel better, whether it's meditating or it is working out or going for a walk or playing with your kids, petting your animals. I mean, whatever it is, find those little things in life that bring you joy that, you know, um, that really just make you feel gratitude. And little by little, that perception, that feeling that you have of guilt and ego and self-doubt and self-esteem, it all eventually starts to, you know, it, it really starts to subside and it starts to go away. But never... Never let anybody tell you that you can't do something. And don't let yourself think that everybody else is going to have what you want and you're never going to have what you want. Because that's just not true. I mean, 
personal development 101. Show up for yourself and do the freaking work. Yeah. That's it. Show up and do the work. Because you know what? You show up and do the work, and you're going to blow past that person that you think had it all, that looked better than you, that was skinnier than you, prettier than you. Yep. You'll, yep. you'll blow past that person. Not in a negative way, not in, not in an ego way, but just because you could do it all along. Right. And a lot of times with perception, it's, I mean, well, it is with perception, we hold ourselves back, you know? Um, we hold ourselves back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like the way that we perceive ourselves ends up creating our reality. And it's like we have to change this mindset where we're just automatically thinking that everyone has, it's so great, and we, oh, poor little me, like, my life sucks. This is handed to me like this, and I wish that it was like this, or I wish I was like you, like this, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's just inaccurate. You never know mm -hmm. what people have going on. You really don't. And um, you also never know how people are perceiving you. So it's like you can walk around assuming, like, oh, for instance, in high school, you know, I went to a boarding ballet school, and I was a commuter, but everyone there was very rich and wealthy because it's an expensive school. I was there on scholarship. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I always saw myself as like the poor kid because we would go places and everyone would drop all this money and I could never buy anything. And my friends would always have to pay for me for things, which was really nice. You know, they're super sweet of them. But at the same time, I like hated that feeling of being the person that didn't have money because we weren't wealthy and so because of that all my friends had to pay for me all the time where it was like I was this sad little I don't know anyway so <laughs> I'm trying not to curse guys this is like if I typically when I pause it's because I'm like how else can I say this without dropping like an f-bomb or something <laughs> not even lying um but you know but at the same time I have no idea if they saw me as that person yeah I have I mean maybe they did but maybe they didn't. Maybe they were, you know, envious of the fact that I was able to live at home with my mom while most of them were, you know, boarding at the school. Um, I, I don't know. That's the thing. You never know what people are thinking. Exactly. You just never do. And it's like we walk around assuming the worst of everyone when sometimes it's just not going on at all. And then other times, um, you know, we assume or perceive things in the opposite way. Like, maybe we think someone likes us a lot or blah, blah, blah. And maybe, maybe not so much. <laughs> maybe like, girl, no, I don't. Maybe not. You know, one tip I, I could, I can give is that if you really, there's nothing wrong with seeing people that inspire you or motivate you. And the positive spin to this is if you see someone doing something that you like, that you love, that does inspire you, Reach out to that person because truly, if that person is passionate and caring and um, really truly loves what it is they do, no matter what, no matter what it is, they'll share with you some tips, some little nuggets. You know, th th they'll they'll share something with you that will inspire you, and then you'll see. You know, hey, absolutely, we're all just the same at the end of the day. Absolutely. I was going to say something to that effect. And then if they don't share, then you can have that perception. 
they're a big a-hole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I forgot. I was going to say something. Um, I can't remember. Anyway. So, I mean, I think this also goes back to us as beach body coaches. Because think about, oh, my God. Think about the amount of people that have negative stigmas about beach body coaches. I mean, right. literally. Like, the amount of crap that people think. And not all people. Like, a lot of people don't necessarily know what it is. Some people have tried it and just kind of had a bad experience or whatever, you know. These these ideas and perceptions come from all sorts of different places. But, I mean, it sucks because I think so many people on the outside of beach body, like have this idea of what Beachbody is because Mm -hmm. they've never done it. They've never been in it. They've never been a coach and actually seen behind the curtain. And every, every Beachbody coach, every team is different. It's different. You know, so I can't speak for how all of the teams are run and I can't speak for everyone's upline and all, every single coach. And I can't speak for them at all. However, my own personal experience has been awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I've learned so much and I've grown so much and I feel like I've been able to help other people grow so much also. Um, And it just, it really, really pisses me off when I see people running around just like bad-mouthing it when they don't really know what it is or, and then they can influence people that are Beachbody coaches to feel bad about it or to feel like they're doing something wrong or like slimy or grimy when they never had any sort of intention like that period and they were never trying to do anything negative they really just wanted to help people probably because that's why 99% of Beachbody coaches sign up to help people exactly and it's just like I yeah it it very much annoys me when I see people talking shit, when they don't even know what they're talking about, they don't actually even know what most of us do as coaches. Yeah. Or the amount of work and effort and passion and love that we put into our own coaching businesses and our clients and the coaches on our team. You know, like most beach body coaches, like, I, I guess I shouldn't say most. It's not like I have like statistics on this, but. All of the ones that I come across that are on our team that I know personally are amazing people that honestly just want to change the world in all sorts of different type of ways. Exactly. You know, it's like we all have our own experiences and past and lives. And based on that, that usually in large part determines who we want to help. Exactly. Um, and we all have our own story and our own our own. You know, our own story to share with other people that inspires, and that's really what I love about it as well. It's that it's not one size fits all. Not at you know, all. We're, we're definitely in a beautiful industry that everybody's, every single person is different. Yes. Yes. I mean, even just thinking about the diversity on our team, mm-hmm. it's, it's remarkable. Honestly, the amount of different people that can all find, like, joy and purpose exactly. and happiness with this the same opportunity the same opportunity but exactly. everyone makes something different of it so I mean and that's just you know a random side note but it is one of those things like stop judging things and people before if you don't actually really know about it and I mean that goes for us also like 
yeah, there's plenty of things that I'm not saying I would try them or use them for different various reasons, but I'm not going to knock anyone that's trying to do their best in their life right, by doing them or that's trying to help people in a way that's maybe different from the way that I want to help people. Right. Because also, who is that helping? How is that benefiting anyone? Plus, it's just, it's like wasted energy. I spent right. so many years just being such a negative person. Yep. And I think to myself, I'm like, wow, because really, I'm such a positive person. And, I'm, and now I think, that was a lot of wasted energy mm-hmm. to walk around with a chip on my shoulder so negative perceiving people like everybody had something wrong with them and I just had it all together. Yep. I mean, what a right. joke. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm glad I'm so perfect now. It's pretty amazing. The light turns around. <laughs> I mean, really, though, like, no one has their shit together. No. Who, Who does? wants to have it together 100% anyways? If you do, I don't want to hang out with you because you're probably not a lot of fun. Probably boring. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy, like, the false fantasies that we create in our heads, you know? Yes. False realities. I guess they're not necessarily fantasies, but false realities. (laughs) Sometimes they are. Um, Yeah. Perception is huge. It is. Such a good topic this week. How you see the world. How you perceive the world. Um, I don't think we have any more listener questions or anything for today, actually. Um, if I could remember what I was going to say earlier, that would be wonderful. (laughs) I've actually been trying to remember this entire time in the back of my mind, but I literally cannot remember. (laughs) It's when you were like, you were about to give a tip or advice on perception and then something popped in my head (laughs) and then I just forgot. I need to, I need to be better about writing things down when they (laughs) pop in my head. I have good ideas and then I forget. <laughs> I just forget. Um, but yeah, is there any anything else you wanted to cover on this topic, Sherry? I know that's like a really great way to just put you on the spot <laughs> while I'm trying to remember. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's, uh, I mean, I definitely think we covered a lot. and um, We did. And I went on my ballet tangent, which, yeah. you know, everyone just loves, of course. <laughs> I bet you people are going to like start listening to that segment and be like, well, I'm just going to skip ahead to when she's done talking about this ballet no, I stuff. Think it's Great. I definitely think it's great. Totally kidding. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I guess on that note, I guess we'll uh, sign off today. And um, please keep the comments and suggestions and questions coming through. You yes. know where to find us. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Discovering You Podcast. You can email us, Discovering You Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, we have our 10 and 10 series, so we give you 10 tips in 10 minutes. Sometimes we go to 12 or 15, and then we have our longer podcasts. Um, so we're trying to just create a good mix, and we really love all the feedback and just taking time for the topics and questions because it not only motivates and inspires us, but it's just we're really honored that this is a new podcast. People are taking time to listen and just reach out. So that's really exciting for us because we have a lot to share and this is just, uh, this is just, I don't, I don't know. It's just something I get excited about. Each yeah. Time. I feel like this is one of our passion projects, you know, even if 
there's no one out there listening, we're still going to keep making these <laughs> podcasts. We got a microphone, and we got some software, and we got some water to, to hydrate, so we're so ready to rip. We got some water, <laughs> and we just ate some food, so um, we can talk all day. I mean, literally, the amount of time that Sherry and I sit here talking before <laughs> and after we podcast... Is insane. <laughs> it is. It is. We can talk a lot. Um, Thursday is my dedicated harmony day. Right. This is my this is my day to leave home and and come <laughs> work with Sherry in in the house of crazy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she contemplates going home on Thursdays. The only reason she's going home today is because it's Ernest's birthday. <laughs> we always plan like, should we have a slumber party till Sunday? <laughs> we have thought about it, and you know it might happen depending on we we're always thinking of new projects and things to bring to you guys. I mean, literally, we spitball about this stuff like all the time. So we're always coming up with new ideas for you guys and we have things in the works and um, it's always fun and exciting to me. Like, I, I don't know. It's fun working with someone and getting to brainstorm and um, hopefully, you know, I I think that we have a pre- we bring very different perspectives <laughs> to a lot of things. So um, hopefully, you know, it's enough variety for you guys. I, I personally think that it is, but I might be a little bit biased. Uh, so yes, as Sherry already mentioned, keep interacting with us, guys. Um, keep sending us questions, topics you would like for us to cover. You know, I mean, really just anything. Feedback, comments, like, hey, can you not talk about ballet next time? Like, that would be fine. <laughs> My point is just interact with us. We, we love, love, love when you interact. And, um, it helps us with directing the podcast as well. Because, yes. you know, again... I say this every single time. We're here for you guys. Obviously, we put this content out there for you. Um, so we want you to benefit from it. Definitely. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So that's it. thank you all so much yet again for tuning in. We love you guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Now, a word from our sponsors. Need a storyteller? Look no further. Davina Speaks is eager and dedicated to bring your project to life. A theatrical degree paired with natural gifts, Davina is a voiceover talent established by Voices for All. Recordings are created in a private, at-home studio for fast, quality, and flexible productions. Davina Speaks upholds professional yet personal endeavors, thrilled to collaborate within your final input. Stop by DavinaSpeaks.com and send a message with Discovering You as the subject for a special discount.